Welcome to the BJJ Counselor Podcast. I'm your host, Bakaria Kill. Today I want to talk about new guy, territory, and dominance. What is it about being the new guy? What that entails as it relates to grappling? And I just want to explore those things a little bit. You know, I've had many experiences being the new guy in different schools. I'm pretty sure you guys have your own experiences as well. And I thought it was or I think it's a good topic for us to explore. Let me start by talking about one of my experiences. Six months after I started BJJ, a guy came to our school and, and said he was thinking about taking jujitsu. My instructor at the time, David, David Furman, paired us up and through small pieces of conversation, I learned that he was a former high school wrestler. He also let me know that he was not just any former high school wrestler. He was a state champion for his division and weight class. That's fine. You know, I like it when people tell me the truth about their experience. However, I also got the distinct feeling that he was not letting me know, or he was letting me know, that he wasn't going to be an easy mark, and most likely, I was going to be manhandled by him. We had started the dance. When it was time to spar, I could see that he had every intention of showing he was the alpha male as there was no give and take with his grappling. I could feel that he wanted to win at any cost. Now, I had a year of judo experience, so I was able to withstand his initial single and double leg attempts and eventually tripped him to the ground. He turned onto his hands and knees to get up and I jumped on his back, sunk in my hooks, feet around his waist, and applied the rear naked choke after we slapped hands again we went through that same exact sequence you know i avoided his single and double leg attempts i tripped him to the ground he turned onto his hands and knees to get up and i jumped on his back sunk in my hook, hooks and applied the rear naked choke i tapped him both times with the rear naked choke and after the second time he slammed his fist into the mat after i let him go he never came back to our academy after that day do I know the exact reason why he chose not to return? No. Yet, I have a good idea. This scenario has been played out countless times in every grappling club in the world. New people come into the club and they have to negotiate their entry. Some can accept that there is a pecking order and they may have to start at the bottom. For others, it is too much of a shock and a balk at the thought of having to start over from scratch. The wrestler I faced was dripping with confidence. As a matter of fact, if confidence were sold in a box, it would have had his face on it. Well, you know, a big picture of him smiling, you know. <laughs> I don't think he expected to lose to one of the lowest ranking members in the gym. He probably expected to dominate most of us and take his place alongside our instructor at the end of the day. Now, as a recent newcomer, however, at that time, I wasn't in the mood to let that happen. So the unspoken battle began. This jockeying for position is rarely talked about in grappling circles, but just because it's not said out loud doesn't mean it isn't real. I mean, everyone has a gym enforcer, whether it's stated or unstated, that guy that the professor uses to put out there against other grapplers, if it's not the professor you know, himself, other new people that come in. So now, as a child of a military man, we were always on the move. 
every two years from the ages uh, from 5 to 18, I moved with my family from one military base to the next. We moved so much that after a while, I stopped saying goodbye to my friends before I would leave. I would just disappear. Now, although I regret that now <laughs> and, you know, currently and I don't do that anymore, that is something that I did because it was painful to move, etc. But back to this, back to the topic today. Now, my adult life hadn't been, you know, hadn't hasn't been much different as I've transferred quite a few times for jobs at the college where I am currently employed now. You know, this is the longest place that I've been. Now I've been at my my job here for I want to say 13, 14 years. But before that, all the constant movement meant that I had to constantly change jobs and I would constantly change grappling schools. Thus I'm quite familiar with the role of the new guy. As a child, this would this you know, they meant new friendships and sometimes new environs. It also meant new bullies and as a teenage male, always having to prove myself to different sets of testosterone-filled adolescents. Now, as an adult, being the new guy takes on a different meaning. The craziness of schoolyard bullying goes away, and it is often replaced by passive-aggressive workplace behavior from colleagues and the occasional office tyrant. In grappling schools, it is a little less serious in my experience, but it still exists. Many of you may already know what I'm talking about, but there are a few who may have been lucky enough to have no new guy experiences in grappling. You may have trained at the same school since, it's, since it opened its doors. You know, that's fine. As a matter of fact, that's beautiful. It just means that you're on the other side of the coin, meaning that you are that uh, person that has to negotiate with people that enter and they don't have to negotiate with you as much uh, in terms of, uh, well, you have to, excuse me, you have to assert your dominance over them in most cases whether you want to or not. But all of us participate, no matter where you are in the equation and regardless of the severity or pleasantness of the new guy experience, the back and forth dance must take place. Robert Summers, S-O-M-M-E-R-S, in his book, Personal Space, The Basis of Behavioral Design, talks about two things that affects people's behavior when first meeting each other. Those things are territoriality, and dominance. Summers asserts that most people avoid trouble because they are fully aware of areas they are safe in, those safe territories, and avoid those that aren't. Further, because they are intimately familiar with the power hierarchies that exist between them and other people within their own environment, there is usually no need for conflict in terms of exerting dominance because arrangements, whether conscious or not, have already been determined. This explains why most academies are trouble-free environments. Rivalries exist, but for the most part, they have already been negotiated on the map. And if you think about it, just think about any place that you've been for a while, there probably isn't a lot of tension because you've been there all of your life or you've been there for many years and everyone knows each other. They know what their capabilities are. They know what's happened when a person uh, says the wrong thing to Susan or if uh, if you uh, do the wrong thing when Bob's around, what will occur? So we have an idea of, of how to act, you know, how far we can go, etc. But just think about it when new people come into a situation, how often you hear about, hey, you heard the new guy got into it with Susan or they got into it with Robert, you know, those kinds of things. Because that pecking order, 
that establishing of territory, etc., has to exist or has to happen. Now, imagine the new guy entering the grappling school. The people within the gym already have their arrangements. They know their roles, who the senior students are, who can beat who, their general standing in the scheme of things and, and written and unwritten protocols of the organization. The new grappler, regardless of rank, upsets this balance and it has to be restored, whether we want to have it restored or not. The established members of the group only have to deal with the new grappler once or twice when negotiating a relationship, regardless if the outcome is positive or negative. However, the new grappler has a lot more to do because he has to negotiate terms with everyone in the organization. As Summers expressed in his research, established members use territorial claims in negotiating with newcomers and let them know immediately where they stand. These types of claims are often verbal and serve as gentle warnings. For instance, in a work environment, an established member may say, don't worry about these invoices, I always handle these. Usually, the new person without rank will respond to such statements with deference until he learns where his own boundaries begin and end. However, if that fails, then dominance techniques will be used, depending, of course, on the level of aggressiveness the established members are willing to display. But since the BJJ community, for the most part, does not tolerate such hyper-aggressive behavior, newcomers at the end, you know, are usually at the receiving end of passive-aggressive activity. So, examples of treatment handed out to new guys include being called a, a rookie, being called a newbie, being told an inappropriate joke to see how they will respond, and having to, let's say, you know, maybe being ignored by someone even after being properly introduced. You may have to listen to, to rants such as, you young people are all over the place and being subjected to the stick with me and uh, I'll show you the ropes conversations. In severe cases, established members try to assert themselves by yelling or, or using threats. So what can be done? Well, one, way, one major way to lessen new guy woes is to make sure you learn as much as you can about your new academy and the roles you serve before you join. I often scour the web and check out a new club and its members before I step through a door. By analyzing everything I can find, I develop a good idea of what to expect. Additionally, asking what the instructor will expect of you and what type of environment you should anticipate is a good idea as well if you're searching for a new gym. You may be surprised by how much information you receive in general. Unwritten rules and informal codes always play a role in any organization and sometimes can only be learned on the mat. But knowing the rules, responsibilities, and duties expected of you as a member of an academy can go a long way in avoiding hassles and stepping on toes. Is there a cure-all to avoid some of the pinch of being the new guy? Not really, because people can applaud, resent, or be indifferent to your arrival for the same reasons. But knowing that friction can and will occur and that is most likely not you but the circumstance will help you deal with situations more calmly as they arrive. 
whether you're the new guy or if you're an experienced member in a group or organization. And for us experienced people, let's try to make sure that we are welcoming of new people and that we don't give them such a hard time. Sure, we do have to show them that they have to learn and that there are things in the organization they have to pay to, they have to pay attention to because we want our organizations to, to maintain that respect and to us to be friendly and to uh, be a cohesive group, you know, either good friends or a family type atmosphere. But that also uh, can, we can also show kindness and, and uh, you know, respect and do the things that we love uh, jujitsu for because it gave us to us. All right, guys, thanks for listening. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. And, you know, we have questions and polls that you guys can answer in Spotify. And, and uh, uh, you can uh, buy the books that we have, Grappling 101, Psychology of BJJ on Amazon and wherever books are sold, as well as check out the grappling on YouTube and Instagram at Mouthguard Comic. All right, guys, talk to you later. Peace.